Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your host, Christian investment advisor, financial planner, and coach, Bob Barber. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. As always, thank you so much for joining us today, whether that be video or for those of you that are listening right now to the episode. We're so glad you're here. Bob, what do we got for today? We have 21 questions to ask before hiring a Christian financial advisor. All right. Sounds a lot of good. questions. Yeah, it, it is. We'll, we'll try to get, try not spend more than a you know minute or so in each one, right? I hope, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we got to get through this because there's a lot of questions. But um, I know there's a lot of people out there that are looking right now, especially because we've been in a bear market. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they, they kind of start looking around. So I thought yeah. these, I thought this would be a, a very good program for where we are today. Yeah. No matter, in, in no matter who you're looking at possibly hiring. That's, that's I mean, right. We, we serve clients across the country, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of advisors out there. So hopefully this will help you no matter that's, where you're that's at. That's correct. First well, thing, the first thing is before we even start is I, I believe that if you're going to get advice from anybody for anything, I've always loved uh, the third chapter in First Timothy, okay, because it talks about the qualifications of an, an overseer and a deacon mm-hmm. in the church. And if you followed this scripture for who you get advice from, probably be uh, a lot better off. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you'd be. Well, let me go ahead and read that for us then. Okay, let's do it. So we've got First Timothy three verses one through three. Mm-hmm. It is. A trustworthy statement. If any man aspires to the office of overseer, it is a fine work he desires to do. An overseer then must be above reproach, Mm -hmm. the husband of one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, skillful in teaching, not overindulging in wine, not a bully, but gentle, not contentious, free from the love of money. Isn't that a great scripture? It's a great scripture. I mean, that, that is, was from the uh, NASB. Yeah, for those. Yeah, who I I I, uh, I picked that version because I I looked at the different versions and that really just laid it out there. Yeah. Okay. So we got twenty one questions. So let's go. Well, let's it. go. Okay. So the first question I think that you should ask when you're looking for a financial advisory firm to help mm-hmm. you is is. How many years of experience does the advisor have or has the firm been in business itself? I think that's a very good thing. I mean, you don't want somebody that just started yesterday. Yeah. I think for a good example here, like with our team, Mm -hmm. you have a few more years experience than I do. Just just, (laughs) a few decades. Uh, But it could be... You're starting to give away my age here. (laughs) Quite frankly, it's 38 years. Yeah. So, you know, that, that particular question, the reason why we say how long has the firm been in business too is... You know, it could be a, a younger advisor that maybe they specifically don't have as many years of experience, but if they're working with the experienced team mm-hmm. like we do here, then that's not necessarily a, oh, we go ahead and write them off with question number one. Right. So, right. Yeah, because you have the wisdom of the team yeah. behind. Yeah. If I don't, advisor. if I don't know something, I go to Bob first. So. <laughs> and you and and I, well, I've got thirty-eight years, and you've got seven now. Uh, almost eight. Yeah. Almost eight combined. Yep. So right, right there, when you you add that together, we're forty-six. Yep. <laughs> and then you know uh, we have Teresa that works with the firm, and she I don't know how long Teresa. I think she's been in close to twenty years. Yeah. So you start you start adding all those years together. There's a lot of a lot of wisdom that right. 
And so and by the, the way that you're looking at, that would be kind of the same thing to think about is it's like, well, I've got, you know, this advisor I'm looking at and he works, he's got a mentor at the firm that he's working with. And, right. You know, okay, the firm's got experience. We so. bounce off, we bounce yeah. off each other. And, and so by the way, that, that wisdom doesn't always come from having the perfect answers. Right. Okay. I mean, I got some of this gray hair and the reason I got it is because I've, I've made mistakes. I mean, everybody yeah. will make some mistakes and, and you learn from those mistakes though. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So number two, what is your educational background? Yeah. And I, so, I think that's a good question to ask of somebody that you're wanting to give you financial advice. Hopefully it's going to be in a background in finance yeah. or business. Yeah. Um, if it's a, if it's a background in uh, say, um, phys ed, I don't know about, you know, yeah. I mean, or you know the other part could be maybe maybe that originally they did get a college degree but it wasn't necessarily in finance and since then they've been working in the industry and they've gone through maybe they're a certified financial planner CFP mm -hmm. uh, there's a bunch of other designations that's just one of the yeah. most popular so that educational background I think could also apply to what have they been doing what additional yeah education it's not just a done. degree but do they yeah. have a financial exactly. background okay so uh, number three what is your financial advice based on okay so one. I will tell you right here our financial advice is based on what God's Word says about money yep all right there's there's you know some will say 1500 others will say 2000 I haven't gone to see exactly we haven't many, counted every but, single one but, but, but we could but, say at least 1500 scriptures that have to do with, with the stewardship and so our financial advice is going to be based on proven long-term principles found in God's Word. That's right. And especially, I'm, I'm a Proverbs nut. You know that. I've always been crazy about the book of Proverbs. I love Proverbs. I love Ecclesiastes too. Uh, also because it really talks about how Solomon tried everything and he didn't find happiness in that. Mm. And I always have the question, you know, how much is enough? Yeah. And um, some people it's just, just a little bit more. Well, you're never, you're never going to get there then. So our financial advice here is truly based on what what God's Word says about money, I would, right. I would, uh, um, you know, we're about to go through the Bible study that I've written called Biblical Viewpoints of Money and Wealth. That's a great Bible study if somebody would, would want to get a copy of that yep. and uh, let us know and we can get you in touch with how to do that. Yep. Okay. So let's go into number four. How are you paid? Fee, commission, or both? Now, I'm saying these obviously if you're asking the advisor directly. How are you paid? Yeah. Fee, commission, or both? So, Bobby, why don't you explain that a little well, bit? Well, okay. So, a fee is going to be where you pay the advisor a fee. Okay. okay. A commission is going to be maybe where the advisor is going to put you in a product like a like a, an annuity or mm -hmm. even maybe a mutual fund that has a sales load on it, mm -hmm. and they're going to get paid a commission for you put, putting you into that. And then you have hybrid advisors that that do both. The right. main thing is is that you know how they're being paid. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. That's very important. And, and I I will say it typically for advisors that are a registered representative with a broker dealer that it's it's more common that you'll see either they're paid on commission or it might be a hybrid mm -hmm. because certain investment products or <clears throat> options they offer you are, are paid a commission, whereas others might not be. And so that's just something to, to be aware of. And I used to be, I used to sell commission-based mm -hmm. products. I, we no longer do that here. Right. We are totally fee-based. And you were hybrid for a, a while as I well. I was. So. I was a hybrid. So, but we wanted to be fiduciary-based where the client's best interest is always served. Mm -hmm. So we just did away. We don't offer anything with commissions at all. So if your advisor says they're a fiduciary and they're fee only, typically what that's going to mean is similar to, to our firm, that the advisor is going to be paid, say, a certain percentage. Uh, it could be even be a certain dollar amount you know, per year. To manage, manage to manage for you on or your charge, behalf. Or yeah, charge exactly. for a financial plan. That's okay. right. Number five, um, 
how much do you charge on an annual basis to manage an investment portfolio? That's a good question to ask. I mean, you need yeah. to ask them right up front. Yeah. I, I can tell you the going rate from being in this business for a lot, for so long right now is between 1% or it can go as low as a half percent, mm -hmm. okay, yep. per it used year. to be like 2%, but, but it it's just- It used to be two and a half. When yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I remember when fee-based advice first started uh, getting popular and couldn't believe it was two to two and a half. And those numbers continue to go down, but that's yeah. okay because everything's getting much more efficient. That's right. So number six, how much do you charge to do a financial plan or is it included with managing my investments? And so well, I think firms, that's, that's a good one too. And many yeah. firms do both. They, they charge for the financial plan and they charge for managing the investments. Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of do both, but once you get to a certain point of investment dollars under management, starts at 300,000 and up, the financial planning is included in right. that. And we have that right on our website, how much financial planning is, is included. Mm -hmm. You, If you're 300 to 500, you get a certain amount. If you're 500 yeah. to a million, you get a, you get a certain amount. If you're a million and yeah. up or you're five million, so you get more financial planning the more uh, Exactly. You have under management, and that that it makes sense. And if if you are a client of ours, but you're you're under that three hundred thousand dollar threshold for the household, then we do offer it as just by the hour. So it just depends on how much you need. So yeah. a lot of times, families, you know, they might only need a one time, and they don't need anything for a while. So. So seven and eight are kind of like our, our beginning questions, but mm -hmm. I think it's good that point blank asks the question, do you have any potential conflicts of interest when giving me advice? Gotcha. Okay. So that, that one would tie kind of back into if someone is paid a commission, so do they have you know sales incentives or, or goals to put you into a specific investment product that may not necessarily be the best fit for you, but the reason for it is they want to get that 10% commission? Or a lot of times there's been incentives in our industry. Unfortunately, you'll get a free trip if you sell this certain right. annuity or what, right. whatever. And, and that's sell the, this instead of this, and then you get free stuff. And that's the, the same thing. Are you paid a commission for putting me my money into anything whatsoever, yeah. anything? And uh, okay. just to put a little footnote on that, just because an investment option has a commission doesn't mean it is a bad no, option. No, It's just something to be aware of that when you're talking to that advisor who is recommending it to make sure, is there a conflict of interest as to why they might be recommending it? And they need to disclose what the exactly. commission is yep. and exactly what those costs mm -hmm. are. All right. Um, number nine is a very, very important one yep. here. Okay, number go ahead. nine, what kind of support team and staff do you have for servicing me? I know you mentioned Teresa earlier. So, mm -hmm. you know, for our, our firm here, we have a team mentality here. We, right. We have advisors, we have support staff, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have marketing people like, you know, my wife does a lot of the marketing and mm -hmm. social media, things like that. Yeah. So for that support team, who is supporting you as a potential client? Yeah, I mean, if I'm your advisor, you know, what, and if I happen to be on vacation or I'm not, I'm out sick or something. Is the office just closed if you're, yeah. if you're gone no, or not? No, it's not. So, because we have, here. Yeah. we have the support team. So that's real important that they show you, mm -hmm. whatever advisor you're talking to, that they actually show you, and it should be on the website, their team. Yep. And that team, it's it's not all about just their clients. It's it here. We don't have individual clients. All our clients belong to the team. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, 
how do you, number 10 is how do you manage investments and what is your written and ongoing strategy? This is right. a very, and all these are important questions, but this is very important that the advisor tell you, this is how we're managing, this is our strategy and show you the strategy yep. in writing. We've got our strategy in writing right on our website. That's right. It's seven different strategies. And, and under each strategy, there's a lot of points that are, exactly. that are in those strategies. And under that question, that next question is, can you assure me because if you're looking for a Christian financial advisor, can you assure me I'm not going to be investing in companies? You're not going to invest me in any companies that support immoral activities. And what is your strategy for doing that? And there's a yep. there's a strategy. I mean, I've that's done also this on for our website. Years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we use several different programs. We use mm -hmm. Evaluator. We use Inspire. We also do just do our own research to make sure that what we're investing God's money in. Yep. is not supporting companies that support immoral immorality and there's a lot of them out there today that's right that's right and uh again like for us it's on our website so mm -hmm. you can see exactly what we're talking about and who whatever advisor you're talking with they should already have something written down and if they say oh well we don't have anything written down though well, that's probably not a good sign yeah so number 11. Uh, can you, oh, oh sorry, we're actually at number 12. 12. <laughs> what if something happened to you or you were out on vacation or sick leave? Would you serve me? So we okay. kind of mentioned that a little We, we did, but I think it's important that you understand also a a, um, a plan like what if I got killed in an accident? Yeah. Or okay. what if you uh, had an accident and you were disabled or, or totally. in some capacity where you, you were still here, but you couldn't work? So who's going to take who's going to take over? Exactly. Okay. All right. So that's a very important. So that would be I, your, uh, I guess, the what is the advisor's secession plan, I guess? You right. Know, if something were to happen to them, mm -hmm. do they do they have someone on the team? Is there like a maybe a partner or brother firm kind mm -hmm. of a thing that, hey, we have someone that we trust that we know that they'll take care of you in that transition process. So, you know, what's that plan? Just so you know, this is my secession plan right here. Okay. <laughs> And, and so he is vice president of the firm and he's younger yeah. than I am, a lot younger. So we have some other uh, resources as well too. So, uh, you know, if, if something were to happen, I'm not quite there yet, yeah. but we're, we're getting there. Well, I hit the big <laughs> six O this year. I'm hoping to do this another 20 years, but, uh, with banker's hours. Right. Right. Of course. You know, coming a little later, <laughs> leave a little earlier. Okay. All right. Uh, so number 13. Yeah. How much money do you manage on behalf of your clients? I think that's another good yeah, one too. Yeah, a good one, you know, yeah. for for the firm. I mean, especially depending if you're you have a lot to manage, you want to know that the team is capable of managing exactly. Exactly. those those higher dollars. Do you have a minimum for new clients? This is a really good one to ask the single advisor. Do you have a minimum for new clients or you take on anyone regardless of their financial situation? There's capacity. Right. Right. And and you know I'm at my capacity, so what I've done is I've bought a team and it could help me with this capacity. Exactly. Right. Okay. So at, So so in, in our case for our firm, you know, Bob Bob has a higher minimum now at this point mm -hmm. than than the firm as a whole simply because there's only so many hours in a day. There's yeah. only so many clients that you can really effectively serve on an individual basis. But our team, obviously with more support staff and more advisors, we can serve a larger number of clients. It is so. to tell you, I, let's talk about those minimums just a minute. Um, my minimum is around 500,000 to start, okay? And yours is gonna be around 300, it, mm -hmm. already, it already is. And then we have other advisors that can serve below 300. And we have a new uh, a new program that we're coming right. out with. It for, really hasn't come those... out yet, but it's under 100,000, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so it's a little bit different of a model. We'll have information on our site probably yeah. by the time this is released. But, well, I'm, I'm excited um, about it because I know yeah. that you're working on that because our minimum for the firm right now is 100,000 and there's a lot of people that are just starting. So we're, yeah. we're going to be able to take 
it's going to start at five thousand. Five thousand, yeah, five thousand okay. dollars. Um, you know, that's a. I feel like that's a fairly reasonable amount if you you know save up for a year, worst case scenario, or something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we really wanted to find a way to offer that. And so effectively, if, if you have a hundred thousand or more, it would be considered more of our, our like full service model. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we have a little bit more of a, I guess you kind of a self-serve self onboard mm -hmm. for the under hundred thousand, but you still get access to the same investment management, investment management philosophy that That's we been do for all of our clients. That's exactly. Right. And, and, and so, very actively managed. Yeah. And then of course there is more of like a by the hour that if there is some additional one-on-one -on -one support or things like that you need and you're a hundred under hundred thousand we do still offer that it's just we, we have to a little bit rate. more of a hybrid yeah okay exactly right. um I, so some of these th this question here is a, a very good one just do you give advice on how to lower income taxes i don't think anybody likes paying taxes i don't care how much you pay how little well, you pay hey give to caesar what is caesar's but give as little as you have to to caesar <laughs> that's right <laughs> you got, yeah um I think it's a good question to ask the advisor while we were talking about do you, how many do you take on? How many actual clients do you personally serve right, yourself? Right. Uh, will you work directly with my CPA to coordinate financial information as needed on an annual basis? That's important. Yep. And we will here. Um, how easily accessible are you when I have a financial question? Mm -hmm. You know, Sean, I get questions all over the board every day. I mean, yeah. we want to, we want to, buy this new car, or we want to do this remodel, or we want to go on this big vacation, take all our family. Do we have the financial means to do that? And and I I received that. I mean, the, the team's watching out for if it comes into a text, mm -hmm. comes into an email, and people are, um, I think they're surprised at how easily accessible I still yeah. am. Yeah. And that's because I, I guard my time that's right. to make sure it is there for our clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, and, and sometimes, sometimes you might get lucky and catch Bob at the perfect time, right in between some meetings or something like that, yeah. and we can quickly handle it. But, you know, even if we're not available right then, typically what is like, okay, great, well, hey, we've got time this time, like like this afternoon, or do you have time tomorrow? So it's not like, oh, a week from now, you know, two weeks from now, it's, it's we're available. In the world <laughs> of texting, we monitor those texts too. Exactly, yeah. Coming in. Okay, Sean, I think this is a good one for you to answer, sure. okay? So uh, number 19, what kind of safeguards do you have in place to protect my financial information? Yeah. Very important one. Mm -hmm. uh, we take that very serious here. You know, we, we have a lot of different technologies in place, uh, systems and procedures to make sure that, you know, if, if there is a data breach that, you know, we can, we can resolve that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, where information is stored is always stored with, you know, bank level encryption. Uh, for those of you who want to get really technical, it's, you know, the 256-bit encryption and all that fun stuff. I won't go into the details of okay. that part, all right. but um, yeah, we take that very serious. And we do have a plan in place. We also do what they know, what's known as like phishing, uh, phishing test and penetration testing to make sure that what we do have in place, there's someone who knows what they're doing that purposely is, you know, you know, randomly throughout the year, they'll try to like get into our systems. And if they can't, check marks. Yeah. If they can, they tell us where the vulnerabilities are and then that way we can fix those. Right. Good so, deal. Good yeah. deal. All right. We're down to just the, the last couple of, of them. Um, number 20 and 21. Well, will I have complete transparency to see my accounts and their holdings online at any time? And the answer here is yes. Is yes. You want to hear an, a yes answer to that and you want to be in publicly traded stocks and bonds and mutual funds and ETFs yeah. so that you have complete transparency and you can see that. That's right. Be careful of any statements that would be self-generated by the firm. That 
is a no-no. Yeah. Okay. Totally. So, um, like when, for example, for us with uh, right now TD Ameritrade, um, mm-hmm. the statements and all those, all that information is generated by TD Ameritrade. Right. We also have a third party that we use to generate if a client has a question, they want to see a performance report mm-hmm. or you know something like that. We're not hand generating any of these things. It's it's pulled directly from the information that's available from the custodian. Um, so make sure you see reports if anything is shared or statements that are like that. You you like you said, you don't want it to be something that, oh, here's this looks like a Word document that you typed up. And, <laughs> and be, be, always be aware, I've been thinking about this, about transparency, be aware of anyone that says, oh, I'm going to give you a guaranteed 10% return a year. And if they're showing you a guaranteed 10% a year, something's up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, be not, very, it's just very not, careful. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. Don't let greed get in there. Yeah. All right. And, um, and number 21, I think this is a, a good one to end on. Mm-hmm. How, number 21, how often do you meet with your clients to go over their investment portfolio and update their financial plan? Yeah. And so, you want, and some some people want to meet once a quarter. Some want to meet every, uh, every six months. I yeah. find the majority of people want to meet about once a year. Okay? Yeah. But, and that's and, our recommended. But uh, similar to like when we talked earlier about the different minimums, you know, we have uh, what we call different tiers, different mm-hmm. levels. And right. so the, the more you have with us, the more often that we are available if you'd like to meet. Right. But regardless of what level, we, we do recommend at least that once a year that we reach out and make sure, has anything changed? You know, have there been changes in the family? Uh, similar to our, our state our state planning episode that we did, right. there's those different questions where if things change in the family or financial situation or income, that might necessitate, we need to make changes here. Uh, or whatever advisor you're working with, that they need to make changes in how they're managing your assets. You know, uh, the most common example would be, well, we're 10 years from retirement. Well, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to retire five years early. Okay, well, if you're retiring now versus five or 10 years from we, now, we need to make we don't wait, need to make we don't need to wait that year. And exactly. also, I, I will mention too that when we bring aboard a new client, and you'll you'll want to ask the same thing of an advisor uh, if you're looking at someone else, is that. Um, there's a there's a pretty strong onboarding process that in the first two or three or four months we're meeting often until yeah. we get everything up and running we get everything online where you can see everything we've got the financial plan because our financial plans are all online and they're they're updated daily yeah. with all the all, with all the numbers so right. that you can go in and, and see how your retirement plan looks or how your college plan looks your cash flow etc. So I think that's that's enough questions for today. I think that's um, it, yeah. And if you'd like a copy of these questions, can we put a copy of these questions? Yep. There'll okay. be uh, like I said, it'll be in the episode descriptions, so you should be able to click that link okay. there. If you're directly on our website, uh, it'll be there as well. And uh, yeah, that's all we have. And for we'd today. love you to so, consider us if you're looking for a financial yeah. advisor. We we don't mind these 21 questions at all. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. And uh, you can reach us during business hours. You can give us a call at 830-609-6986, or uh, you can text us at that same number during mm-hmm. business hours, or you can go to our website at Christian Financial Advisors, just like it's written there, ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com. As always, thank you so much for joining us and God bless. Bye-bye. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986.
Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.